Well, RCMP in northern BC tonight are investigating after reports of a violent attack on a natural gas pipeline construction site overnight. The Mounties report that 20 people, some armed with axes, attacked security guards, smashed vehicle windows at the site about 600 kilometers north of Vancouver near a town called Houston. In a statement, the company Coastal Gas Link says workers fled the site. No one was injured, uh, but this happened on a forestry road that Coastal Gas Link said is the same area which was the site of a blockade last year in protest against the uh, the pipeline that lasted uh, nearly two months. Joining me now with more is RCMP Corporal Madonna Sanderson. Thank you so much for taking the time tonight. My pleasure. So quickly, I know we're just learning more about this, but what do you know about what happened overnight uh, at that Coastal Gasoline facility? Well, the RCMP out of Houston were called to the scene uh, as the CGL employees, the security team, had reported uh, a violent attack Apparently, approximately 20 people, some armed with axes, were attacking the security guards by smashing their vehicle windows. Initially, it was reported that some of the employees were trapped, and thankfully, they managed to safely leave the area. Naturally, the police immediately attended and were met with many obstacles on the way to the actual site where people had called for police assistance. Uh, they were met with uh, downed trees, some tar-covered stumps, wires, boards with spikes in them. Fires had been set. And police, uh, as they worked their way through some of the debris and traps that were there, uh, had smoke bombs and fire-lit sticks thrown at them as they uh, tried to make their way to the uh, drill site. When they get there, they find a significant amount of damage had been done to the heavy machinery, some fencing, portable buildings as well. While the police did not encounter any further blockades or protesters, they certainly did not uh, locate anyone at the site. The uh, damage done is estimated to be quite extensive cost-wise. I understand there was an injury as well. Is that right? Was one of your officers injured in, in, in that uh, while responding? It is... Uh, my understanding that one officer was injured. However, I do not know the extent. There was a statement put out a little bit earlier by Chief Superintendent Warren Brown, your North District Commander, just about really the escalation that this represented. Can you speak to that at all? Well, certainly it's very troubling uh, with the escalation and the violent criminal activity, and it certainly could have resulted in some serious injury or death. Uh, This is a calculated organized violent attack left its victims shaken and a multi-million dollar path of destruction. Uh, Certainly, while we respect everyone's right to peacefully protest, Mm -hmm. certainly cannot tolerate this type of extreme violence and intimidation. Uh, Our members are working to uh, identify the culprits and certainly hold them accountable for their actions. And we ask anyone with any information that can help with this to certainly contact the Houston RCMP. Corporal Madonna Saunderson, thank you so much for your time tonight. My pleasure, sir. Again, RCMP investigating what they say was a violent confrontation between a group of about 20 people and Coastal GasLink uh, security at a work site uh, for the pipeline in northern BC. Coastal GasLink, the company in a release today, called the violence concerning, saying in that news release there was an attempt by some of the attackers to set a vehicle on fire while workers were inside. But again, no one was injured and this is still being investigated. Uh, BC's Public Safety Minister Mike Farnworth tonight denounced the violence as a, quote, egregious criminal activity and said uh, there could have been serious injury or death and says there is no excuse for such violence and intimidation. Uh, All workers deserve to be protected from harassment and harm. Well, joining me with more is Stuart Muir. He's the Executive Director of Resource Works. Thank you for being with us tonight, Stuart. 
Hey, thanks, Ben. Thanks for that report. Yeah, I, I was interesting because, of course, we were following your Twitter feed and you were talking about this a bit today. Uh, I mean, maybe a bit of the history here for listeners from across the country who may not know a lot about what's unfolded around this particular site and this particular pipeline. Yeah, I've personally traveled extensively in that area. Two years ago when we had the CN rail blocked across the country in different places, we had other things going on. I actually visited the Bulkley Valley where this incident today, this morning, occurred and talked to a lot of people, not just at the protest lines where all the focus was, but also I went out to the communities and just try to get a sense of things. It's really quite different than what I think the protest movements want Canadians to see. In fact, just like anywhere else, there's divergent views, diverse views, lots of uh, reasonable people who just have ordinary concerns about going about their lives. That's really the picture on the ground, uh, not these these extreme pictures. Unfortunately, what we see today, and I, I've said today um, that this is an act of domestic terrorism. I mean, connect the dots. Uh, I don't think that's a uh, that, that that's an overstatement. We heard extremely strong characterizations from the RCMP spokesperson just now, extreme violence. I mean, there's no justification for this. And those involved clearly must be brought to justice. There's a long background to it. And I think it's worth getting into that a little bit if there's time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just for this particular incident, so people understand that you, you I mean, the photos were put up by the RCMP, and you mm-hmm. would understand what those photos show because you've been there. Um, what was yeah. done ale- allegedly, and again, this is all under investigation, so we don't know who is responsible or why. Yeah, uh, but but tell me a bit about sure. those photos and what was uh, outlined there. Yep, this is a new gas pipeline. It's going from the northeast of British Columbia to the coast of BC to Kitimat, which is where the LNG Canada, the biggest uh, ever private project in Canadian history is being built right now. It's about halfway done. The pipeline, which is the subject of this attack, is about 60% done. So this is happening. You know, it's, it's very far along. And there's one site where the pipeline uh, has to cross a river, the Morris River. And a whole bunch of different ways were looked at by the engineers, designers on how to do that. The local First Nations had a lot of input. And ultimately, a very costly uh, method involving drilling was arrived at. The pipeline, which carries only natural gas, which is a, a harmless gas that, you know, suppose there was a, a leak in the pipeline, it would just simply, you know, evaporate into the air, it wouldn't harm the water in any way. Um, the, the pipeline is going to be put under the river, about 10 meters below the bottom of the riverbed is where that pipeline will run. And they're using new drilling technology to do that. It's a very expensive way to go about it, but they felt it was a way to protect that river, make sure that it's all to the high standards of regulators and also to the satisfaction of local First Nations. Very consultative process. And that's what they're doing right now. So there's a place where that's happening. It's a 24-7 operation. Workers there all the time doing this to, to get that pipe pushed through there. And so there we are in the middle of the night, you know, one in the morning or so local time. You've got... Uh, what we've heard from the police, uh, 20 armed attackers come in. So there's security guards there, there's workers going about their business, and all of a sudden, this happens. So that's the setting for it. And, you know, there's been camps in this area, protest camps that have had various causes. I think mostly they want to stop the pipeline from being built, which is, I would say at this point in time, a forlorn cause, because it's 60% built, it's a multi-billion dollar project, you know, the the necessity of this project, it's a clean energy project because it's going to help countries that will buy the LNG from Canada, the liquefied natural gas, to stop using more polluting sources. I mean, natural gas is not perfect, we all know, but it's much better, 50% lower emissions than the alternatives. 
And so it's a good climate project that we need in Canada. Just for listeners, this has been a very emotive issue in British Columbia. Elected councils for several First Nations, as Stuart was mentioning, representing the Wet'suwet'en people have said they support the project designed to carry that gas to Kitimat. Uh, but Wet'suwet'en hereditary, hereditary clan chiefs uh, have said those councils have no authority uh, off government-created reserves, and the clans are the guardians of Wet'suwet'en territories, uh, including those in the pipeline route. And there has, of course, been protests. We saw injunctions. We saw arrests. It has been a very big, uh, big issue here. But certainly this event, as we begin to learn more about it, certainly shows an escalation that we had not seen, I don't yeah. think, in the past. Yeah. Oh, this is a surprise. Yeah, I don't think anyone expected this. Uh, maybe even some of the protest groups out there are surprised at this radical turn of events. Um, you know, it is mixed. I mean, 20 First Nations along this pipeline corridor support, actively support in specific ways, the building of it and are getting benefits uh, in local communities uh, from it. And yes, there are hereditary chiefs, some, not all, who oppose the project and have a you know point of view on it. But they've uh, amply uh, been heard on. There's been a huge investment by provincial and federal governments to uh, deal with that and make sure it's it's a respectful and uh, judicious and, and and successful event uh, in the end in terms of resolving the conflicts. Um, but uh, this this incident seems to be someone somewhere perhaps. I mean, we don't have the facts, so I don't want to speculate too much. But some yeah. some people have decided to take this action, and we see the result. And it's it's falling it's falling onto ordinary workers who might be traumatized by this. I mean, imagine this has happened to you. You're at a workplace, maybe you're in an office or wherever it is one works, and this happened at your workplace. Uh, people would be taking stress leave. You know, this is a traumatic. Uh, event. It's not fair to those individuals. And Stuart, it certainly comes at a time where we've been talking an awful lot about um, protests in this country over the last few weeks. I know you pointed <laughs> well, that out on your on your Twitter feed. Again, I mean, recognizing that we don't know who did this and why exactly. Uh, but, but at a time when there's been a lot of protests going on in this country for, uh, in terms of people doing what they think is right for what they believe in, uh, this certainly falls into the, seems to fall into that, uh, to those parameters. Well, it raises a question for sure. The Emergencies Act has been in the news for days now, and it allows the federal government to use its powers to freeze assets, to uh, ask questions about where does the money come from to do this. Uh, now, these are questions being asked about the truckers. I think it would be very logical for any reasonable person to say, well, maybe we should uh, use the same powers for this one. Where does the money come from? I mean, it must cost something to organize the amount of destruction to, to come in instantaneously out of nowhere in the dark and cause the kind of damage that's in those pictures. I don't know how you would you would just utterly destroy a heavy steel reinforced earth moving vehicle the way that those pictures show happened in seemingly a matter of minutes or hours. Um, how would you do that? So organization and resources were needed to do it. Where did they come from? Who's responsible? I think any any Canadian should be. Oh, Stuart Muir, are you still with us? I think we've lost Stuart Muir. Stuart Muir, the director of resource works there, talking to us about uh, RCMP investigating uh, what they call. Oh, Stuart, you're still here. I'll let you finish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, th I think any reasonable Canadian should be asking that question of, of um, where do the resources and planning come for to stage this attack that has created such unexpected hardship and expense to a, a project just going about its business. So let's use those powers if they must be used for the truckers. Let's use them here as well. 
Stuart Muir, thank you so much for your uh, views on this tonight. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll learn more about this as the investigation continues. Thank you.